0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, pregnancy-focused chiropractor, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today is a human communication advocate, parenting expert, professor, author, and baby sign language teacher. We're going to discuss what baby sign language is, why it's an important tool for you and your baby, and what signs are best to start with. Dr. Ethel Light, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello everyone. I am honored and humbled to be here after so many years of I know
0: we met a long, long time ago in the very Mm -hmm. small Los Angeles baby world. And and we just reconnected recently. And I don't know what took so long.
1: Literally when Parenting World was in its diapers, right? Like many years ago. And look, you know, today it's grew so much, right?
0: Now it's a teenager. Okay. So (laughs) let's start at the beginning. Where are you from originally?
1: So i call myself the holy chick i was actually born in jerusalem israel and it was a privilege because i was born to a community of many many languages i mean literally each one of my neighbors spoke a different language even my grandparents spoke a different language and uh, we were kind of like the first generation who spoke only hebrew and this is what i was introduced to different types and different ways of communicating which i bring into the world of babies, children, and today, teenagers, and even adults.
0: Okay, so Hebrew is your first language?
1: Hebrew is my first language, and I know four and a half languages with different alphabets. Hebrew, English, Arabic, sign language, and Spanglish. That's my half, so four (laughs) different alphabets with uh, different languages.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, you're sort of that almost universal adapter plug that can go to different regions of the world and communicate.
1: Yes, you know, and I remember when I was pregnant, obviously I asked myself, so what language will I speak to my children? Because the dad of my children, he is not fluent in Hebrew. And it was Hebrew, English, and I kind of researched. I love researching. It's my favorite thing to do today, including AI. And I researched like, okay, what language should I speak with them or, you know, expose them to? And I found something that is called, I mean, mind you that it happened 20 years ago. I can't believe it, 20 years ago. I found a little article about baby sign language. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And I read about a doctor named Dr. Garcia. I mean, what really always stood up is like, he has this like long mustache. And he uh, did deaf studies at the University of Alaska. And he was invited by a couple, couple deaf people for dinner. And he went to dinner. The couple had a baby, a 10-months-old baby, and the baby, which was hearing baby, completely understood the parents by signing. The parents were deaf, right? But the baby didn't cry as much because he could communicate with the parents who were deaf. When I read it, Dr. Berlin, I had like ding, 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 my head with all this linguists. I learned linguist and Arabic culture and Hebrew culture and then education and leadership at Pepperdine. And all of my being wanted to bring into the world, I'm going to teach baby sign language to everyone and I'm going to write curriculum about it. I was really excited until I came to the world about it and I said, okay, you know, I have this program we're teaching baby sign language. And people 20 years ago looked at me and said, oh, literally with puppy eyes, really feeling sorry for myself and for my daughter that I'm going to sign with her. Because the myth is that if I'm going to sign with my children, they will not speak because they will ah. rely on signing. That was the myth back in the days.
0: Well, I mean, there is this idea that bilingual kids sometimes talk a little bit later, right? But they start talking full sentences right away. <laughs> so do exactly. you-
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so you pointed out about bilingual, not about sign language, and I will explain why. Actually, children with sign language, they speak faster. At the age of two, they have 50 more spoken words. That's the research from University of David by the age of two, they speak like three years old. So, and I'll explain why. So when parents who do not sign with their children, they expose the children to language slower, right? They rely on the rhythm of the verbal communication, right? And maybe you know, but uh, what is the average age of a child starting speaking? When I say speaking, it's like two or three words. Average age is about, you know, <laughs> trivia, trivia to all of our listeners. It's about sixteen months old. It's about sixteen to month uh, uh, to uh, sixteen months old. Of course, you know they're like crawling, like walking, you know, like anything. There is like younger and older. But by the age of two, the pediatrician always asks how many words that the child knows, right? So parents who sign with their children just expose the kids to language way before. They don't follow the verbal communication. They verbal the cognitive. Communication does it make sense?
0: Yeah. Let us yeah. let's
1: give a little example because I'm using big words. <laughs> so a child, you know, when they're born, they communicate. They don't wait until 16 months, right? And how does every baby and child communicate? And toddler, you know that? How do they communicate before they have words? Oh, they, they cry like adults. <laughs> they cry just like adults. By the way, <laughs> they cry <laughs> because there is no other way to convey what they need, or what they see, or what they want. So they cry, right? And older age, like toddlers, instead of crying, they do the crying and the pointing, right? This, 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 or they throw a tantrum on the floor, right? This is not because their iq is not developed not because they're not smart i love the moms that come and say oh my god he's so smart he starts speaking at the age of like you know 12 months old my mom always tells me when i was one year old i sang to myself happy birthday to you she thought i was gene i'm so, um, <laughs> this is just uh, babies and children not speaking it's just the muscles you know and i know your chiropractor you know that the muscles development has to do a lot of development So we have muscles in our throat, in our tongue, you know, that help us to say the sounds that will create a language, right? In any language, there are different sounds, right? For example, milk, there is leche, there is chalav, and there are different muscles that need to be developed in order to say it in different languages, right? So let's concentrate on milk because I'm sure most of our listeners are English listeners, right? So for a baby to say milk, they need to know how to pronounce M mm and L and K, which is really, really difficult. Out of the three, the easiest one to pronounce is the M mm because it's a lip sound. That's why they say sometimes, mama for the bottle. Yeah, it's called the lip sound. Listeners try to do it. So exactly, ma lips. Now I'm going to challenge you. Try to say na like uh, the N. Try to say na. Mm, mm, nah. Now, great. Now close your nose, pinch your nose, you know, with your uh, index and your thumb. Okay, and now say <clears throat> na.
0: <sniffs>
1: you can't really <clears throat> say it. <clears throat> Why? Yes, we know how to do it, like driving. But baby needs to learn that. Ah, oh, I need to take up the air not from my mouth like I do from m. I need to take the air from my nose, like, nah. So all these things the baby needs to learn. And what happens? We, as parents and educators, we follow the muscle development instead of following the cognitive development, because the baby knows when they're hungry, and they know when their diaper is wet, and they know when they want just to be hugged. They just don't know how to communicate that. It doesn't make uh, I think sense. I have
0: that problem also in life with people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a great communicator. It gets me into trouble yeah. sometimes. But now I'm wondering if that's why it's called a nose. Exactly.
1: Because it's called the, it to yeah, say the nose. No. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Etel, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I have an incredible offer for you for my friends at Needed. An astounding 95% of women aren't meeting their omega-3 needs. Omega-3 fatty acids, especially DHA and EPA, are crucial for both mother and baby. They support brain and eye health, maternal mood, immunity, and much more. But it can be hard to get enough omega-3 from diet alone, especially during pregnancy when many people are averse to eating fish. And if you've ever taken a fish oil pill, you know just how unpleasant that can be. That's why I'm excited to share that my friends at Needed have revolutionized the omega-3 supplement with two different options designed specifically for mamas. An omega-3 powder that blends into smoothies and a pill option that tastes like fresh citrusy bergamot. Both are sustainably sourced from vegan algae, not fish. Both are great options for nausea and sensitive prone mamas. Needed's omega-3 powder is delivered in liposomes, nature's very cool way of protecting and delivering omega-3 just like in breast milk. Needed's omega-3 is clinically proven to be five times better absorbed than fish oil pills. The powder is mild tasting and it pairs great with Needed's prenatal multi-powder and collagen protein powder in a daily smoothie. If powder isn't your thing, Needed's got you covered with those omega-3 plus capsules, which have a pleasant citrus flavor. Needed is sharing an awesome pre-order discount just for my listeners. Buy two. Get one free on either Omega Three option, powder or capsules. You can stock up on either one or try them both. With this exclusive discount, use code 3Berlin, the number 3Berlin, at thisisneeded.com. Put three Omega Threes in your cart. Use the code number 3Berlin at thisisneeded.com. Buy two, get one free. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. Welcome back. We're talking to Atel Light about baby sign language. Okay. So really interesting that you can teach babies to communicate well, articulate before they can actually speak well. And I imagine there's a lot of benefits to doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Before the benefits, I want to kind of like share with the listeners what sign not to sign. So when I ask people like, what are the first five signs that you think we should sign with your baby? Usually one of the three will be, I mean, can you guess what is the first sign that parents sign? Uh,
0: milk or food eat.
1: Right. Milk, food eat. Yes. Uh, up. <laughs> yes. Up actually, uh, the sign up is the sign that every child signs with even without knowing baby sign language. Because what happens when you go to the baby, they kind of like show you both of their arms, right? Like I want to go up. Yeah. They do it intuitively because that's what you do to them. You show them the two hands, right? Like towards them. So that's what they do when they want to be lifted. And that's a sign for lift me up. Right. But let's go to the one sign that I think that is actually a dangerous sign. And that's the sign more somehow somebody started this, like. Phenomena, exactly. You even know the signs. (laughs) Both hands together, the sign more. And if you come to my programs, I always sign. If you go to my YouTube, which is SignShine of Etelai, Dr. Etelai, you will see the explanation of why not to sign the sign more. More, and it exactly goes to what we just spoke before, more means absolutely nothing. More for me, just like crying, but it's a very sophisticated, it's the Porsche of the crying. It's pointing (laughs) what we're doing to the brain. We tell the brain, Hey brain, you don't need to be articulate, just sign more. It's exactly with adults. What you said, just cry, just manipulate, and you will be given whatever you need to be given, Mm. but we don't want, you know, the purpose of signing is really not the sign. And that's what parents needs to understand. The purpose of signing is really to be articulate to my needs and wants and desires. Does it make sense?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So parents do not start with the more. More is like crying. And with the sign more, I have some parents coming to, Oh my God, I'm signing, but my child is not speaking. And the question that I would ask, do you sign the sign more? And they said, yes. Boom. So what are the benefits of signing? One of the benefits for me is absolutely reduced frustration. Not only the babies, but also the parents, (laughs) right? Because it's so frustrating when you hold your baby, you know, you just had this baby, you see all the movies, only the happy, lovely things, and your baby is crying, and you just don't know why. And you would do anything, anything to solve it, right? It's amazing to me that parents buy strollers and two, $3,000, but they're not investing in communication because this is the core of everything. So when you give your child the tools to express themselves, boom, no frustration. As I said earlier, children speak faster. By the age of two, they have 50 more words. By the age of three, they really speak faster. They know how to articulate emotions. And I'm not going to say now, but I have in my program the 3F signs, which is a little tool of what signs to sign and what not. And you already know that the sign not to sign is what? The sign? More. More. Yes. No, more more. There are so many benefits. One benefit that I love is, Maybe learning something new with your child. Many parents don't know sign language. And when they learn sign language with their children, it puts them in the head of, like, oh, I don't know it all. I'm learning something with my child. Another benefit that I love is just being really silly. I mean, so many parents, when they first sign, they kind of like, not everyone is silly, like you and I, Dr. Berlin, right? Some people, it's hard for them. They have a child and they don't know how to play or to listen to music. And the signing just helps them be, you know, more flowing because it's something that is like body and communication. Mm -hmm. There are so many. I can like really talk now for an hour, but any specific benefit that you want me to talk about or addresses either the parents or the toddler or.
0: Yeah. First of all, a little story. My father, on his mother's side, had three aunts who were born deaf so all of the ones that had kids two of them had children and the children all speak in here typically but their parents are deaf and they both married people who are deaf so i remember my uncle irving who i used to see as a kid from time to time we grew up in new york and they were in brooklyn we were in staten island so not so far we would see them from time to time and he would always teach me and my brother sign language asl right so we knew the alphabet pretty well we knew a few signs uh, the third sister also ended up losing her sight and so it was wow. a really interesting experience to go visit her because she would just touch our face and know exactly who we were yes. and just touching the mm-hmm. face and the way you could sign with her is she would feel your signs. You'd spell things out, and she can feel the signs that you're doing with her hands. It was really quite incredible. But I hadn't seen my Uncle Irving in a very long time, and he had moved out to California. And then we moved out to California. And again, I think this is probably about 20 years since I had seen him, something like that. And we had a son, and my son was just over a year so he came out and he brought a soccer ball for my son he wanted to just give him a little present and my son was so excited about the soccer ball he started signing ball and my uncle just started crying just bawling for lack of a better term he was so happy he's like is he communicating with me sign language and i said yeah he knows i don't know maybe 25 signs and one of them is ball and he just cried and he said his whole life that he hasn't been able to really communicate with adults because adults don't learn sign language Mm -hmm. and he's communicating with my one-year-old and it just made him so happy and they got along oh god they were playing you know the age gap was huge and they were just on the floor playing like nobody's business so you know I know Such that's a
1: heartfelt story. Wow.
0: I know it's not typically why people learn sign language for babies. There's other benefits. Yeah,
1: too. but this is exactly the benefits. So, you know, what is the third most common language in North America?
0: I'm First, guessing. English. Yeah. Second, Spanish.
1: Spanish. And third, sign. American Sign Language. Exactly. Because it's not only the people who are hard of hearing or deaf uh, sign, it's also their families. I mean, everyone around them so like i don't know if you know that if you ever been to in israel in israel there is a law that anything on the news there is a little screen like a little circle in the bottom right or left i don't know and there is interpreter hebrew sign language interpreter and with that said for me teaching children american sign language baby sign language which i base it on american sign language not on baby signs or any other programs there are so many programs out there purely on american sign language they accept different cultures because deaf studies is, you know, deaf is it's a culture. They accept people that don't look or sound like them. What a beautiful window is that? And I came, as I said, I was born in Jerusalem in Israel. We are not the same, you know, and sometimes what creates fear in adults and in children is someone that is not like me. How beautiful if you teach sign language to a child and all of a sudden they see someone that is deaf or someone that is not like them and just be being acceptance. So for me, it's also the values. I didn't mention it because we have such a short time with podcasts, but it's beyond. It's really beyond that. Another benefit that I absolutely love is literacy skills because I teach the ABC, as he said, you know, you know, the alphabet, the alphabet is a core for baby sign language. My babies in my practice, they know how to actually put their name together and start literacy skill in a very, very young age. Because you don't wait for them to start reading when they're two. You started when they're 15 months old. So if anyone is curious, you can look at my Instagram, which is etalight and sunshine and see little babies at 14 months old already reading and putting their names together. So there's so much. And that answers the change in the plasticity of the brain of babies and children. They're unlike us. They don't have a linear. You know, we we, we think of everything as linear. You know, there are steps one, two, three, four. Children this age, you know, with this very fast, you know, development, they think like a spider web. so we can teach them baby science, literacy skills, values, everything at the same time.
0: Yeah. I think that's something that we noticed with my son too, is he was able to start forming sentences where other kids weren't speaking yet because. They just didn't mm-hmm. have the skills to make words, so they couldn't make sentences. And when he started to talk verbally, he was already talking in complete sentences.
1: Yes, because the brain already knew the vocabulary for the words. It doesn't matter if it's you know verbal words or sign words. The brain already knew, and all he needed is to develop the muscles. Boom, I have a language. because all it takes, it's muscles. Right.
0: It's really interesting. Would you say that there's anybody who... Isn't a good candidate kids who shouldn't learn baby sign language?
1: It's really an interesting question. Nobody really asked me who is not, in which children are not a good candidate. I would say it's really about the parents. Ooh, let's talk about that. You no, know, because some parents want to do it because it's really a trend so these are the parents that usually teach the sign more and signs that you should not start with and they go and they i don't know they found all this like words out there right because you really need to know what are you teaching and what age so you're not doing it because of its trend you're not doing it to raise the iq of your child by the way the research shows that the same research that i told you at university of davis california They took 100 children who were not signing and 100 children who were signing and they followed them. They found out that children who sign by the age of eight, they have 12 higher IQ, 12 IQ points higher. Why? Because you provide more stimulation to the brain. So if a parent, this is the parent that I say, oh, maybe you don't want to sign. The parent wants to do it to add points for university or to be like in a facade like oh my god my child is you know maybe you don't want to do it invest in your child's communication you know it's unfortunately and you know you know that you know with the world of technology some parents text their kid when they want to talk to them instead of really talking to them and i believe that when you sign with a child it creates eye contact. It really, really invest in the communication and connection with your child. Again, I'm going to say something that most baby sign language instructors and you know experts don't say. For me, it's not about the signs. For me, it's about the benefits and the process of signing with your child. Like what happens? You know what happened to a child when the parents really understood them when they're crying and saying pain? You know, uh, do we have time for the pain story, Dr. Beling? Sure. So it happened 14 years ago I had a group of signers and you know usually we have babies signing one two three and the parents were sitting in a circle and Nathaniel Nathaniel was so sweet a baby that his parents signed with him everything I'll never forget that his dad used to sign with him the sign exit every time they saw exit their dad used to finger spell it exit e x i t And one day they coming, you know, to the class and you will like it because it's about baby development and baby Nathaniel just didn't crawl. He was crawling and he didn't crawl. kind of like stopped crawling and we all noticed that because there was this one toy that he loved and he always like you know kind of like got this ball first before all the babies it was kind of a joke and it didn't crawl and i asked the mom what happened she said oh no the pediatrician said he's striking because i quit nursing him we're stopping nursing and he's striking a protest mid-class exactly the protest Exactly. Mid class, I see baby Nathaniel signing the sign pain. So when you put both of your index fingers together, tap tap. This is the sign for pain. So this is a ear ache. This is a tooth ache, belly ache, and so forth. And he was signing ache, right? A headache, right? Interesting. Another mom saw the same thing. She saw Nathaniel signing pain. I went to the mom in the end of the class and I said, you know, I think that Nathaniel was signing pain. Mama went to the pediatrician, and unfortunately, I'm not saying, I have goosebumps every time I talk about this story. It's also in my book, You Are My Sunshine. Baby Nathaniel had stage four cancer that went from his hip all the way to his spine and up. And the parent wouldn't really tap into it, right? If he wouldn't sign a lot of pain, he was in pain forward amazing sunshine parents did a big fundraiser and we collected i mean back in the time was a lot of money and parents of nathaniel could afford to go to new york to do the surgery when baby nathaniel woke up from the surgery which was successful he looked at everyone in the room and he signed duck he signed the sign duck and everybody didn't really understood why he's signing the sign duck right? It was after surgery in the recovery room. And all of a sudden they're looking behind them because they were facing Nathaniel. There was a mural of a duck on the wall. And it was such a miracle because think about it, a baby 14 months old cannot really speak. So how do you know that cognitively is right after a big surgery? And he was signing duck. And that was a sign for the parents that cognitively is there, is with them. Wow. A
0: beautiful story unbelievable wow. so yeah i mean it's just an extreme example of the benefit of being able to communicate earlier and then right. mutual communication from the child to the parent and back Ethel, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back i want to find out about your books don't go anywhere we'll be right back yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. We are talking to Dr. Etel Light and we're talking about baby sign language. Okay. So you've made a very compelling case here for why it's a good idea to teach your babies sign language. What age roughly does someone start and what are the initial steps?
1: Yes. And I think I tapped on it. It's really not about the age of the child. It's really about the parents. I had from pregnant parents in the class because they wanted to sign when the baby is born. I have one-year-old, six-months-old, two-years-old. It really depends what benefits you want to have from it. If you look online, you find six-months-old. Again, I don't know who came up with this number. It's really about when the parents are ready. When you're ready, it's never too early or never too old. even when your child started saying a few words, it's really not too late because even a toddler when they start to saying a few words and you do it with a sign, it really helpful. For this example, the sign weight. I love the sign weight I also teach in early childhood programs and centers uh, for children who already speak. The sign weight comes to tell the child, "Hey, I see you, but now that I'm on a phone and you're coming to talk to me, we're waiting. That's it. So just wait you know, that's the sign weight. So it really depends on where the parent is. When the parent is ready, come on, start learning sign language.
0: Okay. And like, if somebody wanted to just give it a little try at home, yes. is there like a favorite starting word or a couple of favorite starting words?
1: Sure. So as I said, the three F signs, what signs to start, I'll start with the first F, which are functional signs. So functional signs will be the first signs that I would love parents to see starting. What are functional signs? Signs and words that all household with babies use. For example, milk. You know, that will be the first sign because babies use milk and drink milk and want milk all day long. So right before you offer them milk, say milk, milk. Do you want milk? How many times did I say milk right now? Do you know approximately?
0: Five.
1: Yeah, actually more 10, because I said it verbally and I signed it. Ah. Interesting. Ha. Parents of children, of babies who do not sign, they don't even say the word milk one time, they would just give the baby milk. So if you're signing automatically, you're emphasizing on the verbal and the nonverbal words. And that's why children are really articulate when they grow up, because like they've seen the word so many times. So milk is one of the first signs. milk, mommy and daddy, of course, depends on the family. Uh,
0: yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's the functional. The first F is functional.
1: Yes, and I won't tell you about the next steps. But in my book, you are my sunshine. There is actually a free dictionary there with all the first signs that every parent, you know, wants to learn. And in my website, sunshine, if you just go there, you can click and get a free dictionary with the first eighteen signs that I think that every parent should start. And what sign is not there? More. Yes. You're not going to find the sign more. Please do not sign the sign more unless your child is already signing five signs, right? So it's a pictionary of all the first signs that are recommended. Very cute. Yes.
0: All right. So that looks like a great resource. So what's your second F?
1: Oh, I'm not going to say. People oh, want to know that.
0: You've got to check <laughs> it out. Okay. So we gave you one.
1: Yes, of- you're going to check it out
0: one out of three right functional signs mommy daddy milk stuff like that
1: milk okay and then there are two
0: more apps but if you want to know what they are you're going to either have to visit signshine.com, or check out the book you are my Shine." all right let's talk about your books then you have a few books
1: yes I have seven books actually published and my last book uh unaddicted to you I'm going to talk about that in a second I had a book signing at the Bars and Noble last Sunday.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Very
1: excited. Yes. Thank you. And I'll tell you, you know, I was a child that was born in Jerusalem and in my wildest dreams, I never thought I'm going to write one book in English, let alone had a book signing at Bars and Noble. For me, it's really big accomplishment because I love to do what I do. And I think that when you lead with your passion and lead with love. Everything else comes. It's about really what you feel. It's about the feeling that brings you the results and not something else. And that's why when you sign with your children, when you communicate, it's really about the feeling. So a little bit about my book. So my first book is called, You Are My Sign Shine. That's the name of an you know, organization, Sign Shine. This is really about how to start signing, where to start, the benefits, signing with special needs. We didn't talk about it today. Nathaniel's miracle and so forth. This is a, you are my sunshine, which was my first book. And then with my research, when I did my PhD, I really thought that I'm going to research baby sign language, but what I find out that I wanted to research more how adults communicate. And I think we touched upon in the beginning, because I really believe that most adults really don't know how to articulate their feelings and needs and wants, you know, they cry. They cry, they're being the victim mode, they feel guilty. I mean, I have a Jewish mom, right? I was born yeah. to a world of guilt. <laughs>
0: yeah, we share that.
1: Right, and I say all the time, you know, guilt is optional. So I took everything that I know about early childhood and really implemented on adults. And it's the same thing. It's mm. really the same thing. Communication. And I, communication and connection and being articulate to yourself and to one human being in the world about what you really feel without whining about it.
0: It's really important.
1: That's the base of baby sign language. And I wrote a book, which just called an addicted to you 360 pages about me being a commander of the Israeli intelligence about my move from Jerusalem to America, about my work, about being addicted to other people, not knowing how to articulate yourself, cause I wish I would learn baby sign language. Right. And in between I wrote a children's series book, five books, which called where is water. It's about a little fish. That went to his parents and asked every day lots of lots of questions and the parents were very proud to tell him the answer but when he came and asked mommy daddy where is water they didn't know the answer so after i published it more and more of my clients are not only mommy and daddy i have clients with mommy and mama daddy and papa so i published three books right and then my client came and said well what about single moms and i said "Well, right that's single mom so i have single moms and single dad, because I do have single dads today, you know, mm-hmm. who decide to have kids with surrogate moms. So it's a series of books, of where is water in five editions. So here we go. Seven books you can Seven find on Amazon books. or Barza And I'm very proud. And it's funny, I don't have even one book in Hebrew.
0: <laughs> Not yet. I have a final question for you, and then we'll see if you have any final thoughts, but is there any overlap between sign language and different languages i know like we do american sign language you said there's hebrew sign language is there overlap between them
1: good question so some words are the same not only hebrew sign language there is french sign language arabic sign language it's interesting because people think that sign language is international for every there there its own sign language some are the same and some not, I don't know all sign language. I know a few words in Hebrew sign language, and I know American sign language, but really it's about being articulate non-verbally and really all of us. And that's why it's important for us to have a zoom when we are actually seeing each other, most of communication is really nonverbal. It's not only in words and therefore people love to use emojis, right? The emojis is exactly like sign language. Because when I tell someone without emojis and I add just the tiny emojis, I can tell them how I feel. What do I really want to express with it? And that's the core of sign language. Uh,
0: It makes me wonder if kids or people in general who are on the autism spectrum, because they have a hard time with body language, if signing would be more perceivable to them, the meaning.
1: Yes, because, you know, when I say happy, it's not just the sign of signing now happy. You know, I need to sign happy.
0: But okay, you acted
1: put, out. Yes, I acted out my face, my eyebrows, my shoulders, everything. I mean, parents, when they come to me and educators, we first do like almost an acting class, right? Children on the spectrum, it's very hard for them to read social cues. That's the hardest thing. So when you sign with them, it's easier for them to kind of like guess what is the social cue. And I have many parents, you know, that come to my practice for private with children on the spectrum and signing help them tremendously to ease into what does it really mean? You know, it's like almost like wearing glasses. Oh, oh, okay. Yes.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. I learned a lot from you as always. and I would love to find out, do you have any final thoughts? And where can we find you online?
1: Final thoughts is really love what you do, because if you communicate, you know, out of your heart, People will understand you. I think that the most fearful thing for babies, toddlers, adults, from my work of research, is really that people want to understand me. You know, that's why people spend so much money on the therapy, so, you know, couch, right? He didn't understand me. She didn't understand me. So the most important thing is invest in that. Help your child being understood. Raise their self esteem. You didn't have it. And I'm sure many parents complained later that they didn't have it as a child, as children. You know, invest in that. Help your child feeling that. This is something that will stay with them forever. So, where to find me? Oh my god! So, as I said, you know, Amazon and Barnes and Noble for my books. There is an app which called sign Shine on Apple Store, which all the songs that you all know, and I teach you how to sign all the songs, so you don't have to really, you know, learn by yourself. Um, there is a dictionary and a song. My website, sunshine and Etalite, of course, on Instagram and Facebook and even TikTok. I'm doing funny reels right now. I don't even ask Arthur Berlin. I'm doing it with my interns to show really the benefits and what to do and how not to start and how to start. That's really kind of like where to find me. I think there's everywhere you can type Etalite or SignShine. You can find me. I'll pop up. Amazing.
0: <laughs> That's all. Thanks again so much for joining me. And at home, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you would like more pregnancy and parenting information, visit informedpregnancy.com.